Hello, everyone, and welcome to Innovation Fuel, the podcast that brings you fantastic stories from entrepreneurs and key industry professionals. I am Dave Kiran. And I am Gelore Farhadian. We are educators, entrepreneurs, and your hosts. Innovation Fuel is our weekly business podcast brought to you by University Canovas. Each week, we explore diverse business models, entrepreneur journeys, experts' insight, and managerial challenges, and how companies stay agile and innovative during COVID-19. Check out our episodes at www.ucanwest.ca slash innovationfuel. Glory, how are you doing today? I'm so good. I'm very good. It's very good weather. But my problem is I want vaccine today, right now. I want to get back to campus, working from there, seeing people, having socializing, having party. I miss party. Yes, I can't wait to sit and have a drink and catch <laughs> up. We haven't talked in a long time. It feels like we're so far away from each other. Yes, vaccine. And that is the topic. We look around, all the other countries seem to have it in gear, but we don't. Is this a trade issue? Do we have some challenges here? Do we not have good relationships with these individuals? Oh, yes. I mean, just see my cousin in the United States and my aunt, she's in the United States. Both of them, they got their vaccine. My brother in two weeks will get his vaccine. So why are we are so behind? What is the problem? Is there any trade issues? Well, that's what I'm thinking. Is, is there trade issues? Is there some challenges there? You know, you know, we we seem to be very good at trading things out, sporting or importing. Which are we best at? Exactly. And BC is different because we are very at the end of the West of Canada. And we are having a lot of trading. With, we can, we, there's a possibility to have a trade with China, India, Japan, but there is declining on the last year. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of increase on Taiwan, US and EU. And there is a big part of the, um, the, the world, it's Middle East that it's really needing agriculture and we're producing agriculture but there is a very minimum trade with them. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are lots of questions because you talk about South Asia, you talk about Asia, you talk about these are things that we're really close to. Look at look at the diverse culture we have here. We we have this culture here, and, and then we uh, and and you know even with our student body, with the students that are coming from Iran, like yes, there's an opportunity here. Why is it not being realized? Exactly. I mean, we have to we have to see the purpose. I mean, the government, the body of the government, is responsible to have some infrastructures, incentives, uh, procedures, uh, board of trade, chamber of commerce. They are all there to help these traders, immigrant traders, to trade with their home home country, and we have to help them. Right? We this is a part of our responsibility to help these kind of people to trade and help Canada to increase their exports, especially BC. And then what aspects of other trades that BC can have rather than just focusing on agriculture, mining? What about technology? What about the health care? What about other aspects of BC? What BC can offer to the world? Exactly. Like, why don't we not produce our own vaccine? That's going to be the good question. So let's see what Anita has to say about this. Welcome, Anita Huberman, the CEO of Suri Board of Trade. 
Welcome back, Anita. We're so glad to have you on the show again. We learned so much about women in leadership. We learned so much about the Surrey Boarded Trade uh, and some of the challenges that women are facing and the support systems that Surrey Boarded Trade have out there. But one of the things we didn't get to talk about was the world of, of trade in BC, the world of resources and, and how we're accessing those resources. What is the, the economic climate here? Where do we participate in this world economy? And we want to get down to the brass knuckles on that element, if we could today, uh, and have a chat around that. Sure, sure. Uh, well, the Surrey Board of Trade has a Surrey International Trade Center, where we create global business connections for local businesses with 30 different country partnerships and trade commissioners, whether they're provincial or from a a federal paradigm. Uh, But the key thing to remember is that in Surrey, 104 different languages are spoken in our city. And so the the width and the breadth of opportunity as it relates to uh, relationships and experiences around the world within our city gives us the added asset uh, to anyone who's wanting to have, you know, do some co-location around the world, uh, in our city, uh, to partner with our universities, uh, to ensure that there's economic opportunities. You know, in British Columbia, and I've always said this, even during the pandemic, that international trade is one of the key ingredients in the overall economic recovery recipe. Because we're a border city, we're right on the border. Uh, we're part of the Asia Pacific Gateway. We have an international docking facility. We have the greatest number of manufacturers within British Columbia that are shipping product internationally. Uh, so that gives us leverage and opportunity uh, to ensure that we are part of that international trade economic recovery path. And so the International Trade Center here in Surrey uh, is, um, you know, part of that um, concierge of connection. You know, there's there's a lot of emphasis in BC around natural resources. So we talk about lumber, we talk about mining, we talk about these things, and, and then we look to our partners to uh, to the next door to us, Alberta, who really focus really a lot on oil, and then all of a sudden the oil market went away or blew up and and now they're struggling to get back to to something they're trying to find that new economic resource or something to support their economy you know in vancouver and in british columbia and in surrey are we on the right path and what does that look like are we too focused on those natural resources and should we be more focused on uh, on technology should we be more focused on as you said global trade and bringing so maybe the the tech mines into this market to to open up some doors into Canada we we really need a diverse approach you just can't focus on oil and gas uh, or clean energy you need all of that and uh, in Surrey, for example, there's 104 different companies that support our mining sector. Uh, mining is huge in terms of building good quality jobs for our citizens within British Columbia and creating those global partnerships. Our resource industry is here to stay uh, for the long term. Oil and gas is here to stay even for the long term. But in concert with that, you ha- we have the opportunity to build green technology, uh, to build clean energy, you know, LNG, liquid- liquefied natural gas, natural gas, 
all of those pieces uh, need to be concurrent with our existing resource sector uh, to build those trading capabilities to ensure that we're a leader uh, around the world. Absolutely right. So what what I can see that about the report that it's um, January 2021, it's showing that these our export is increased from the last January during pandemic. It's interesting, right? So, but then most of this, uh, it's showing that it's on US, EU, and Taiwan and Australia. They are increasing, but then. India, China, and Japan is decreased. What What is the reason behind of that? That's why it's so behind in India, China, and Japan. As you said, we are the gateway for East. Well, part of it has to do with uh, free trade agreements that have been established between the Canadian government and those countries where we are doing well in terms of uh, exporting pathways. Uh, there needs to be a free trade agreement with India, Uh, China, you know, there remains challenges there because of uh, their political climate. Uh, and, and Japan, we've had some uh, positive outcomes pre-pandemic, though, uh, but more needs to be done on that front. Um, you know, there needs to be a much more concerted effort within the BC government, within the Ministry of Economic Recovery, Innovation and Jobs to ensure that their trade portfolio has an action plan. And we're waiting to hear what that is. And uh, we're part of it. Uh, you know, Surrey is a part of it. Things just can't happen within Vancouver, uh, the brand Vancouver. So uh, I know they're working on it, but um, we we have so many opportunities that we're not leveraging right now. And um, we we can say that some some of the part of the industry sector is. We are increasing on the export or trading, international trading means import and export. But some part of are falling. Um, for example, can you can you tell me that which part part is behind of in trading in BC and what we have to work on that one? Which sector that we have to work on that one? Well, I think uh, the sectors that we need to work on are agri products, um, even uh, you know general manufacturing products uh, like steel. Uh, copper, um, you know, all of those kind of, uh, of, of resources. Uh, lumber, we really need to work on a softwood lumber agreement between the United States and Canada, um, you know, to really ensure we have the opportunity related to forestry uh, within BC. You know, I think one of, one of the key ingredients in, in economic recovery during this pandemic is to take a look at all of our sectors, And I don't think an asset inventory has really been done in terms of the opportunity within British Columbia and around the world. Um, so one more question about Europe and BC. What kind of agreement we have in agriculture? I know that the European Union have a very strict agreements on the uh, food and agricultures. Is there any problem for us, for BC agriculture, to deal with the European Union? Well, from my perspective, no, because uh, we have a comprehensive free trade agreement with the European Union, and uh, that's uh, been finalized, and uh, that means our borders are open, uh, tariffs are down, 
when it comes to agri-products. But the problem, the challenge is, is that uh, Canadian businesses don't understand the meaning, um, the intrinsic detail related to these free trade agreements to realize the opportunities. Uh, Government tries, you know, we try as well. Um, but businesses are very risk adverse in terms of doing business internationally. Canadian businesses are risk adverse. And so we're trying to change that culture. We're trying to build those opportunities, build that knowledge. And the same has to happen within the European Union as well uh, for them to be open to Canadian partnerships. What about the GMO label of GMO in European Union and so organic product that they have some standards? Is there any barrier for us? Well, certainly, you know, those types of restrictions, uh, you know, they need to be dealt with as it relates to uh, the free trade agreement to ensure that regulations are adhered to within Canada or vice versa. So, um, that you know, that happens uh, from industry to industry or company to company. And there needs to be government approvals in that regard to ensure that citizens are kept safe and uh, that they're eating those products uh, that uh, will not compromise them. So you, you talk about this post-pandemic plan, like the post-pandemic plan. You say the recovery thing, it's moving very slowly. What challenges do we face if we don't respond quickly here? in these situations? do Are we going to lose some of these opportunities? Well, we really need to focus on capitalizing on trade opportunities, building those partnerships now, even during the pandemic in a digital environment. And uh, otherwise, we're competing around the world. We're, you know, we have competition around the world. If we don't capitalize upon it now, if we don't understand what the pathway and partnerships are, um, if, uh, if government is not utilizing the uh, board of trade or chamber of commerce industry in order to build those global connections, then Canada is going to lose out. Our businesses are going to lose out. And uh, that's a measure of creating good jobs, good businesses. And, and our economy. So on that on that element, I know, Anita, and and that kind of leads me down the pathway is that you know with this pandemic, we faced Canada's faced a big challenge with getting vaccines, and a lot of this probably relates back to some of these trade agreements and some you know not us not even being creating this within our own country for once and then relying on other countries where's the balance there where's the balance between what we should be doing internally versus what we should be exporting or importing or vice versa well i think in as much as possible we need to be creating uh businesses within canada those tech businesses to create our own vaccines, for example, within our own country. So we can be self-reliant. We do need to have um, food, uh, for example, vertical food systems to be self-sufficient so that we're not always relying on other countries. Uh, But there are some countries that can't produce uh, certain products. And uh, so we do need to partner. There's uh, certain countries that can partner in order to uh, build human capital or labor partnerships uh, so that we can reduce our costs. You know, global partnerships are very important, but, uh, you know, there is a balance. You're right. Uh, to be had and uh, the vaccines, you know, really not part of the free trade agreement <laughs> that the Canadian government has put into place over the past uh, five, six years. But um, it really was an evident gap 
that our tech sector needs to be focused on within our own nation. Absolutely. I just want to ask another question about what is the BC plan to have more trades with Middle Eastern countries? Because you said the agriculture is one of our biggest export factor and then one of the most important of the Middle Eastern countries is on agriculture. How we can have find a balance between these two countries? We are provider of a lot of agriculture and they are consumer of all, a lot of them. But there is not a much trade between BC and Middle Eastern countries. Well, that's because there's no plan. Uh, there has been no focus on the Middle East when it comes to BC trade. Uh, we did, on the Surrey Board of Trade, we did take a trade mission to Dubai, the United Arab Emirates, uh, some time ago. But, uh, you know, you really need to have the BC government uh, to have a focus on it, and they haven't. Uh, it's an opportunity, uh, and uh, we've certainly been saying that don't only focus on uh, China and India, important markets, but there needs to be diversity uh, within our global partners, um, like there is diversity within our industries in British Columbia. Yeah, correct. It is so really interesting. For example, the lentils is one of the biggest producer of the world is Canada. And one of the most consumers, they are Turkey, Iran, India, you know, you know, it's Canada and most of them, they are imported to these countries. So, but there is not a lot of shipment between BC and the Middle Eastern country. I think that there is something that it's, has to be worked. One more question is, uh, one of the interests for immigrants is trading. Do they want to trade between Canada the, or the province they are and their home country? They're always looking for opportunity to, to, to trade between their home country and Canada. Is there any uh, program in um, Surrey Board of Trade to help these immigrants traders? So we've had a variety of immigrants start their businesses through the business center at the Surrey Board of Trade. And so, uh, for example, um, there's a company that actually originates uh, in the Middle East. Uh, he brought his family to Surrey and uh, he has a very diverse um, sector, you know, different products uh, that uh, he exports and imports between our two countries. But he started at the Surrey Board of Trade where, you know, he needed to start his business. So he needed support in that. He needed support in terms of connections. Uh, he needed support in terms of, uh, you know, business businesses abroad that could uh, help him. Uh, so we offered all of that through our, our business and our trade center. Uh, so uh, over the years, uh, you know, I would say there's been many newcomers that have started their businesses and, and played a role in, in trading in, from their, con their country of, uh, of origin. But, you know, th there really needs to be more of a structured plan around immigrant entrepreneurship. And, um, and, and that's something that we can work on more. Uh, and that we need to work on more here at the Surrey Board of Trade. How about to run a challenge for students to run? Yeah, I just smell, I smell a challenge coming on for students. Maybe we need to work with the Surrey Board of Trade to help them develop this entrepreneurship program. I would very much welcome that, actually. Oh, that is fantastic. So it's a great challenge for our students to uh, create a framework or policies for Buri, uh, Surrey Board of Trade to help the immigrants, entrepreneurs or immigrants, traders? Yes, absolutely. And what a great story to having some international students doing 
developing it for international people coming here. I think there's some a beautiful story here. Uh, Anita, it's been a wonderful having you here on the show, like learning so much about the trade and learning about where we need to go. I think there is other bigger challenges. As you said, we need to figure out how to push the government to open up some more opportunities for doing some more open, uh, you know, free trade with these countries like, you know, India and China. And, and we said the Middle East, like there's so much opportunities and how we might be able to put our heads together uh, as another challenge that we should all throw out to our students here to see if they can help support and in trying to open some of those doors. Thank you again for your time today. It's been uh, eye opening. Thank you so much. Thank you, Anita. Thank you, Dave. That was another episode of Innovation Fuel. To all entrepreneurs and managers out there, we have ambitious students here at UCW who would love to hear from you and help you with your business through our internship, our capstone program. If you think you have a wonderful story or a challenge that you want to share with our students and our audience that you think they can benefit from, we want to hear from you. We want that information. We want you to be a part of this show. We also want you to join our mentorship program. We've got a great mentorship program to help students as they move on their educational journey towards getting into a career or launching a new opportunity. So reach out to us, connect with us at www.youcanwest.ca slash innovation fuel. You have just listened to the Innovation Fuel podcast with your hosts, Dave and Gellere. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Join us next week for another innovative story. Thank you for listening and have a great week.